This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Okay, so straight away you're like, Simon, where the flub are you and why is there this weird echo noise? Well, you know how life works. Sometimes it sneaks up on you and goes, ha ha, Simon, you have to go and sort some stuff out. And also, I once made a deal with the devil when I said to him, I promise to review wrestling shows every single week. So I take my camera, I put it in my backpack and I go on my travels. I mean, none of that was true, but didn't it make for a nice story? And do not forget, professional wrestling is all about stories, so I like how I just tied that in. But hello, yes, my name is Simon from What Culture, and we have had another episode of SmackDown, and thanks to modern technology, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can always watch it. So was it any good, or did it absolutely suck? Let's find out by up in those damn downs. we had basically been caught up about every single thing that has been happening in WWE recently, as the SmackDown theme also continued to play in the background, we just saw a shot of Seth Rollins who was all like, <laughs> and this absolutely killed me. It made me laugh because it made no sense out of context. He was just looking into a camera laughing because why the flub not? The episodes then started SmackDown off properly this week, which I actually appreciated because of course, seven days ago, they had beaten the New Day and I've honestly been sat there for a week going, well, who the hell are Jimmy and Jay Uso going to face? Because there's no actual tag teams in WWE. Jimmy and Jay kind of mentioned all of this as well and called themselves the greatest tag team ever. And honestly, they probably are heading in that direction. They are so damn good. And they also dropped in that the boy Roman Reigns is going to be facing Seth Rollins soon. And maybe they'll interfere. And I was like, of course you will. That's all you do. By magic, it also turned out the four teams had been picked to try and become the number one contenders. And you will not believe this. It was the Viking Raiders. It was Los Lotharios who have finally returned from the abyss. It was Mansoor and Cesaro. What? But also, it was Jinder Mahal and Shanky. And I'm sorry, if you couldn't figure out who was going to be on this one, I feel sorry for you. There's also some nonsense at the start because Jimmy and Jay super kicked Ivar and Mansoor. And I think that kind of annoyed everybody else. 
because maybe they wanted to boot in the face because basically the tag clacks and went off, ha, and everybody started to have a big fight. This was all right though, and while I would love to give you more, it kind of did exactly what it said on the tin. It was just your normal WWE tag team match. I mean, the Usos were quite funny because they did the introductions for everyone. But they also quipped about the fact that Cesaro was bored. Look, Jimmy. Look, Jay. I know you have luxurious locks, but not all of us are so fortunate. Give us a damn break. Everybody also had their moment in the sun to try and make you go, oh my gosh, maybe they're going to win. But it's only Eric and Ivar who have been consistently on TV recently. So they hit the Viking experience onto Humberto and they got the one, two, three. And do you remember when it seemed like Humberto and Angel were actually going to have some momentum? <laughs> Me neither. Still, the Vikings versus the Usos should actually result in some pretty damn good wrestling matches, even though the storyline is super duper rushed. I'm giving it up. For the 56 weeks straight, Naomi then stormed into Sonya Deville's office and was all like, man, you need to tell me why you hate me. I just wanted to go, Naomi, let it go. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Naomi also wanted to punch Sonya right in the face, but Deville was all like, whoa, man, you can't do that because do not forget, when I'm wearing this jacket, it means I'm your boss. So if you do touch me, I'm going to kick you out of the Royal Rumble. Now, like a telltale game, please remember what I just said because you ain't gonna believe it. Adam Pearce also then entered and was like, oh man, it's so hot in here. And at the time, I thought I must have smashed my head against the wall before this segment because it was really, really weird. We also had a bunch of clips throughout this episode of SmackDown looking at The Shield because of course Roman Reigns is gonna face Seth Rollins. And never forget The Shield was just those two guys and nobody else when Sami Zayn headed to the ring. And I'm sorry, but he may very well be the best part of WWE. Because he's gone back to his conspiracy theories and now believes that Johnny Knoxville is part of it because, of course, he threw him over the top rope to qualify for the Royal Rumble. Well, it's going to be bad news for Johnny because Sami Zayn is also going into the 30-man over-the-top rope event. But given that Johnny Knoxville is now trying to be a wrestler, Sami Zayn decided he was going to try and be a jackass and introduced us to his brand new show, In Zayn. Here he is, in my hand. I love this man. What Sammy was going to do is he got on a trolley, he found two random guys, and he said, look, 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 push me as hard as you can over this rampway that I built, and I will sail over the squared circle, and it will be really great. But of course, every time he was about to do, he was like, man, no, I've changed my mind. Why is he not the world champion? It all ended when Rick Boogs, with brand new hair and Shinsuke Nakamura, attacked him. Honestly, I felt a little bit like, why did they do this? Are they meant to be the assholes in this situation? Because that's how it came across to me. But seriously, I enjoy Sami Zayn so much and all this stupid stuff that he does do, that if we actually made in Zayn, I would go out of my way to watch it every single week. He's crossing our fingers that he does face Nakamura for the IC title at the Royal Rumble. And he wins. Aaliyah was then back on SmackDown and nobody decided to ask her where the flub she had been. Because in terms of kayfabe, about seven months ago, she threw up on over herself. And then in January 2022 went, well, I'm clean now. Why don't I go back? And look, there's nothing wrong with being that nervous that you do do that. We've all been there, but it is still super duper odd. And this is when <laughs> Natalia walked in and interrupted her. So let's go again. But yes, bring it down. The interruption counter it is now at 11 for WWE and 22 overall in all of wrestling. 
is just out of control. Natalia also told Aaliyah because they were about to fight that there's no shame in losing to her because she is a Guinness World Book of Records holder. And Aaliyah was like, oh man, I didn't even know that book existed anymore. And you could see where this was going from a mile off because everybody started talking about the shortest wrestling match ever and how it was like 3.9 seconds. So I was like, well, clearly someone's about to beat it. And I was completely right as well because they did get into the ring and Natalia, before the bell rung, just beat the absolute crap out of this woman to the point the ref was like, well, no, I ain't letting this go ahead because it would be unethical. But because Aaliyah said, no, no, please let me fight, the ref went, oh, sorry, I made a massive mistake. Let's fight. And then, yes, of course, as soon as we did get going, Aaliyah instantly hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And she got the record. And the stupidest thing about this is the ring announcer even said, oh, well, I can't believe it. I've just been informed it is a brand new record. And if we're always keeping tabs on these records, why has it never been talked about before? So yes, this was the most sports entertainment thing ever. And there was a thousand other ways you could have done this. But at the end of the day, Aaliyah got a victory over Natalia. And Aaliyah can now walk around going, oh my gosh, I'm a world record holder as well. And given what we have done with other NXT call-ups in the past, I am going to give it an up. But believe you me, this may be one of the weakest ups we've ever given. But then cut back to Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce in the back again. And not only were they now going, wow, can you believe what Aaliyah just did? They also explained the Raw Rumble rules to us and then started going on about how hot the room was again. But I was actually baffled by this point. I was like, what have I missed? And am I having some kind of aneurysm? that set your watches to stunned because you were about to find out. Before that though, Lita was on SmackDown. All right. But there was a rumor going around this week that back in 2021, she had had chats with AEW. So that's quite interesting. But here she was being interviewed by Michael Cole, told her she was entering the Royal Rumble and even said she feels like she has one more run left in her. So I don't know if that's just going to extend to the Royal Rumble if we're going to do something at WrestleMania but it did make me go huh. Of course, the best way to make her mark is by winning the damn thing and then beating Charlotte Flair for the world championship, <laughs> which is when Charlotte Flair interrupted, because you know how wrestling works. If somebody says your name, poof, out they come. We also had to bring down the board because it rolls up to 12 in WWE. And don't forget, we've only been doing this two weeks. And Charlotte looked at Lita and said, hey, do you remember when I beat your best friend, Trish Stratus? Of course you do, and at the Royal Rumble, I'm going to throw you out as well and say goodbye. Lita obviously was annoyed about this, so she pretended she was going to punch Charlotte Flair. Charlotte recoiled like you would do. So Lita was like, well, now I've got you. She hit her with the twist of fate, and then she danced to the back. So I won't lie, this did get me intrigued. And maybe at WrestleMania, we'll do Charlotte Flair versus Lita. I actually think I'd quite enjoy it, and I'm giving it an up. But boy, man, we still don't know what to do with Sheamus and Ricochet, do we? I mean, sheesh. Because Sheamus is still telling us that his stalker Ridge Holland is at home nursing his broken nose. And do not forget, Ricochet caused this two weeks ago. And yeah, both these dudes just continue to fight. I did like the fact that Ricochet had an inset promo here where he was like, well, Sheamus, maybe I'll break your nose too. And forget about everything I just said as well, because Sheamus and Ricochet, no matter how many times they do have matches, they just kick each other's arse and they're flying around all over the place. These are really, really good and it's getting up. And as ever, of course, because Sheamus is the big strong guy, he was trying to crab Ricochet. He was ping-ponging around the place like he was a ping ball. And some of Ricochet's dark 
lives here as well. I mean, they were absolutely magnificent. And as ever, I sat here watching it going, why don't we do more with this man? He is clearly very talented. It also had a really cool ending because when Rick was going for a springboard off the rope, Seamus went, ha ha, you ain't gonna do that fella. And he bro kicked him right in the face. He pinned him, he got the one, two, three. And while this won't develop into anything, I hope deep down in my tootsie toes that it does. And then, yes, my friends, we get to this big reveal. And seriously, are you sitting down? If you're not sitting down, it's a bit weird. Why are you watching ups and downs standing up? But go and find somewhere to put your tush. And let me tell you what WWE did around about 24 hours ago. Because after Sonya and Adam had had yet another chat, they were like, oh man, it's just too hot in here. And Sonya Deville agreed to take off her jacket. This then meant that Naomi went right in the room, which makes her a massive creep because she must have had her ear to the door waiting for this and said, oh, do you remember earlier when you said you were only my boss because you were wearing clothes? Well, now those clothes are off, so maybe I'll beat you up. This did not happen because instead Adam Pearce reappeared. He was like, no, no, don't worry about this. I'll tell you what we'll do, Naomi. How about you face Charlotte next week in a number one contender match? But think about that. We actually took the literal idea of a blazer and said if somebody wears that they are your boss but if they take it off all of a sudden they are fair game wwe this is not how life works but it was a metaphor it was a metaphor and somehow it became a literal thing and also as a side note i am so sick of doing challenger faces champion to earn a shot at the champion for their championship. If you beat the champion, you should beat the champion. So it's a down. We then learned that Xavier Woods is gonna miss the Royal Rumble because he's injured, so we send all the positive thoughts to him. And we basically were informed because Kofi Kingston came to the ring and said, I am the hand of the king, and because our king can't do it, I shall defend our kingdom. This man great. For some reason it was also Madcap Boss versus Kingston, and I can only presume that we did do that because Drew McIntyre has gone injured, and obviously Woods is out as well, so we've had to change the deck somewhat. But I tell you this, Kobe Kingston, really good wrestler, we know this, but also Madcap Moss, he knows what he's doing as well. And I think a lot of people forget this because he does have a stupid gimmick, but also don't get it wrong, that gimmick is great. However, before we did get to that match, as Kofi Kingston was talking, there's no two ways about it, he got interrupted by Happy Corbin and Riddick Moss. So bring it down, mark it up again, and please, in the comments, have a guess at what the total number of interruptions is going to be between AEW and WWE in 2022, because genuinely, it could get over 500. Kofi also had this one too when Happy Corbin went kapow and he cast distraction and that allowed Madcap Moss to hit the punchline and get the one, two, three. And I don't really know where this is going, but again, I like Madcap Moss. I like Kofi Kingston, so I thought it was fine. Up. All of WWE's dreams then came true as well because our main event segment was the big standoff between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And do you know what the fans decided to do? They looked at the head of the table and they thought, we now love this guy. And they cheered him like he was a super duper mega baby face. So there you go, Vince McMahon. Christmas came early. Well done. It only took about seven years. We were also told that Roman Reigns is now on 502 days of his Universal Championship reign, which means after the weekend, he will have beaten Brock Lesnar's. So you know that's gonna tie into their match at WrestleMania. And one of the first things Seth Rollins tried to do here was the shield fist bump, and Roman Reigns looked to him like he was the stupidest person in the world. 
This made me laugh. Reigns also snapped back that he's not going to do that because such things are beneath him now. So Seth Rollins went, okay, well, don't forget this. Even though I'm happy to acknowledge you, which made Roman very happy, every time we have fought in the past, I have beaten you which is true. He then really wound up the head of the table though because he was all like, look, I basically created you, so now I'm going to destroy you. And also, when you remember all your world title reigns, it was because you had to get somebody else's help. I mean, in the past it was the Shield and now it's the Usos. So basically, Roman Reigns, you suck. Roman's reaction to this was hilarious because he was all like, oh man, I'm so bored of this. Are you still here? Especially because you're dressed like a clown. But he also did have the home run line of the night where he was like, look, if I was going to pit a mega star from Raw to face at the Raw Rumble, it wouldn't be you. <laughs> it would be your wife. <laughs> Shots fired. Kind of annoyingly, this is when the Usos just ran down to try and jump Rollins, although Seth got out of the way. We've just seen this so many times, it did feel a little bit lame. But don't even worry about that, because we've only been teasing Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for two weeks, and I already now think it's going to be a mega, mega match. So it was a really good way to kick off this feud. I like it already. And I actually have no idea who's going to win. I mean, you think it's going to be Roman Reigns, but you're not sure. Up. Which did bring us to the end of another episode of Friday Night Smackdown. And look, it wasn't the best one that I'd ever seen. But what WWE did avoid this week was doing like too much nonsense, which always gets her down. So even the kind of average bits such as Aaliyah, I mean, they were fine. They, they did the job. So overall, I'm giving it up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.